0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Forging Life podcast. I am the host, Trey Ryder, and the Forging Life podcast is about hardships, parenting, entrepreneurship, and the struggles that we deal with every single day. We will have many interviews with special guests, and you can actually see some of these interviews on YouTube, and you can even join the discussion by heading over to Facebook and typing up. Forging Life Podcast and join our page. You guys, thank you so much for coming in and I hope you enjoy season number two of the Forging Life Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Forging Life Podcast. I am your host Trey Ryder and today I have an amazing guest with me. His name is Daniel Faust and he is the IT Director of Legrity. And he's actually going to get a lot more into this, but before just jumping away from Legrity, he's also, uh, correct me if I'm, uh, I'm wrong, but also an Air Force reservist.
1: Is that right? Correct. Active duty, 12 years, reservist for nine, getting ready to retire. Yes, sir. That's awesome. So th- as always,
0: anytime I have a veteran on here as well, uh, same as me, is uh, first and foremost, thank you for your service. I really do appreciate it because uh, it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of uh, not just you, and we're going to get into this because uh, Daniel is actually a husband and father of four as well, and being active duty or reserves and a veteran in general, it's not just the soldier that serves, it's also the family members, and we put the family members through so
1: much. So uh, first and foremost, welcome, Daniel. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Very much appreciate it, especially in this transition that you're making, an amazing transition from just going from one state to another and then taking your care of your family. I love the Airbnb, by the way. I want to live there.
0: <laughs> and unfortunately, you're seeing just the small room. So uh, we talked offline and, you know, I have a, a wife and five children and we're cramming into two bedrooms. So it's not like a humongous house, but oh, wow. we... You know, I mean, the good thing is we're able to make do and, you know, it's it's a great opportunity. This is what I call stage two of three stages for our move. And uh, looking forward to that third and final stage when the house is built, we all jump in there. I'll have my office. I'll have all the proper lighting again and the, the proper microphones. So looking forward to it. So that being said, let's get into a little bit about you. Um, first and foremost, because I love talking to entrepreneurs, veterans, and fathers. What, first and foremost, what is the biggest challenge as a husband and a
1: father of four? Huh. Well, I had them all four like in four years. So the biggest challenge is you're always running into everything all at once. So diapers all at once, school all at once, puberty all at once, the emotions all at once in that particular regard. You know The other people that I meet usually do the Olympics like every two to four years and have a kid, they want them out, I wanted them all at once. So I'd say the challenge for me, husband and father is when you say, hey Lord, I'm ready to go and you have all four within four years, every challenge is amplified times four, every blessing is amplified times four, every difficulty is amplified times four. So you just gotta be prepared that whatever, how many kids you have, especially when you have them that close, it's amplified by that number. So you gotta be prepared to every moment. So if you ever watched the Golden Girls, remember those cheesecake moments on that show? You never know those moments come up. And my kids like have the weirdest times to have those cheesecake moments. I'm almost thinking about adopting cheesecake like as the house brand of like desserts just because those moments come up. And I remember so many things were solved during that time. So I'm just wondering, but I don't want them to get fat. You know what I'm saying? But at least the (laughs) moments of it, like maybe it's mini cheesecake. Yeah, hey, Cheesecake Factory, if you're listening, little bites of cheesecake. It would sell like hotcakes. Your customers have been requesting it for decades. Stop holding out. Little mini bites, sell them a couple bucks a piece. Yeah, you talk about Cheesecake Factory,
0: and we're by no means affiliated with them, but I've yet to have. And I actually got a gift card, I, I won something from them. Uh, I think my sister, like, voted me in. They reached out to me and said, Hey, come get us a free cheesecake from us. Ooh. And I have yet to do so. So, next time I'm back in Virginia Beach, I got to remember to make sure that I do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, getting into a little bit about you, mm-hmm. this podcast, as we talked offline, it's about the adversity, the things that people struggle with every single day, or even bigger things that people struggle with and have overcome. Mm-hmm. And much like you and in, in your life, that going through the process of life, what is some of the challenging times that you have had that you've had to
1: overcome to create who you are? today? I would say the main adversity that came my life, there was two pockets. One, when I was a kid, uh, parents divorce, brother's death, and getting sexually molested between 8 to 15. That was the first pocket of massive adversity. I didn't deal with it well. When the last thing happened, which was my brother's death, it culminated to say, F you to Jesus, become an atheist, and just fill that void with stuff, stuff, stuff. So that was like 15 years old. From there, just basically stuffed it, filled in voids, did whatever, everything wrong. So 15 to 20, just went over and just filled in the gap. Didn't get knocked alcohol, didn't get into drugs, but this head and this heart was like messed up, just to say the least. So three years go by, then I go into the military. And the military really starts refining you real quick from basic training. So... That really was helpful, and then I became a Christian in 2002. So that's a quick summary. Well, that was only version 1.0 of adversity. Like, you don't become a Christian and be like, Oh, life is awesome, everything's like cupcakes and rainbows and whatnot. Like, no, the occasion you get a cupcake, you might go see a double rainbow, but the thing of it is, is that still adversity goes over and happens. So, fast forward 2002, then I go to Germany, and that's fine, that was pretty good. Then I go to Korea and I asked for that adversity. And then I stopped dating. And then I put myself in adversity because I lied to myself, you know, hanging out with women to be friends. I, I'm not that type of guy. I can't hang out with women to be a friend. It's either married or not. So put myself in my own adversity for that. Then when I got to Washington, I got serious about it, but then had to really start praying about it. And then I was, quote unquote, dating my wife for a couple months living the lie again always do that it's always the cute girls it's like it's you know. it just goes those types of things so I, I got a clue really started dating for marriage in that regard and then 2006 we got married so again you have that rainbows and cupcake moments but it wasn't that long most honeymoon phases two years that's average Nope, ours was less than four months deployments And kids and everything else and fast forward. And those were moments of adversity, but it wasn't until 2012, 2013, that's when the real adversity came in. So I was deployed in 2011. And for me, deployments were a breeze. They're really hard for others. But for me, I had like admin jobs, or I did mental health or whatever. I didn't have the frag jobs. I helped other people with their frag, but I wasn't in the frag. It was when I got back home, they're like, hey, we're going to try to send you back to IT because that's my background. They're like, oh, you're the shiznick in IT. This was their where not mine. So they go over and try to send me back, but because of how the Air Force structure works and regulations, they're like, you're in this career field. Are you mentally retarded? No. Nope. You have a speech impediment? Not anymore. Well, if you don't have those two, you have to stay in the career field, but we don't want you. So they're like, we're going to have you get out of active duty. That's when the trials started to come in that regard. Fortunately and blessed, I was able to go reserve, but now my marriage is struggling. Now my family is struggling. Now I'm fiscally struggling. Almost went homeless in a matter of months trying to be an entrepreneur. I got the entrepreneurial bug around 2010 and started to do the little side hustle things, but never had the time because when you're a mental health troop and now you're trying to help others in their transformation, you can't do both at the same time. You meet somebody off duty and, or they find your website and then they come in your clinic like two days later and you're like, yeah, it right, it's you," and everything else. So I had to give that up. And then we decided to move to Arkansas, which was the stupidest decision I did in my life. And then I took my thrift savings plan, which is basically a 401 okay for your civilian Patriot listeners and used that to fund my business. Yeah, wearing khaki pants, button down shirt and combat boots coming into your church. Oh, yeah. I didn't get many clients. I got no clients at all. So we almost crashed into homelessness that time in 2012, 2013 time frame. It was that in there. So I rebooted, went back to the workforce and everything else. And during that time between 2012 to 2013, I probably went through like three jobs at the time and went through a lot more when we get to the end. But then we almost went homeless again in Arkansas, second time around. And we're like, we're not doing this. We're just going to go look for a job. We get to Washington State. We thought we could regroup and recoup. And we thought we had family and friends and everything else. Uh, Arkansas was a fast train. Washington was a slow drain. So... Long story short, I almost destroyed my marriage and my family through the chaos of the transition, as we call it, when we get out of the service. I don't believe in transition, and I believe in transformation. It's kind of like once you become a dad, you don't go backwards. Once you become a mom, you don't go backwards. Once you've been married or anything else, or even if you become an adult, you don't go say, hey, adult child, now you're my kid child. No, you don't go back. You transform and move forward. But at that time on June 1st of 2013, my marriage was in shambles. The first time was in 2007. And I got a clue. But I kind of just stemmed the wounds for six years. So 2013 was that spiritual kicking in that you know where. So we don't need to say that word because we don't know what the podcast ready. But anyway, that was my rude awakening in that particular regard. And I was a Christian, you know, they say like, hey, you have all these things like no, you actually have to put application in. I really didn't put application in until 2013. I had to deal with my mess. I had to deal with myself mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, because I was the primary conduit of that mess in this marriage. So that was my trial in that particular regard. That that, That was the mess side. But then we started reconciling. And by 2017, we were having a thriving marriage. But at that point, then I broke my back in 17, like literally my L4, L5, S1. I'm sitting today because of God, perseverance, and a lot of work. I couldn't normally sit in a chair this long back in 17. So literally went to military drill, and I was struggling again fiscally. And it was like it's just this roller coaster being an entrepreneur and trying to find jobs. And especially when you're a low end IT person, you're like, they're contract jobs, They're side hustle jobs, they're $10 to $15 an hour. Definitely first lesson to learn if you're getting on the military. Get as many certs and as many education that you can for the job you want to do, not just get what the bare minimal to do. All I had was an A-plus certification. So I could get decent contracts, but I couldn't get decent long-term W-2 work. So when 17 happened, I was on active orders. Praise the Lord, I was on active orders. I broke my back right on active orders. And then I was in the hospital for two days, and I had to learn how to walk again. I had to learn how to do everything again. So for me, adversity was one of those things, but it's been used in my life to go over and bring that perseverance and also to help others and to empathize. So we had between 2012 to 2019 until I got this job and then started with Legerty just a few months ago, I went through 70 jobs, I wish I was kidding you, 70 jobs, seven zero, 0 and then I've looked at probably 1.5 million to 2 million jobs i've applied for thousands tens of thousands interviewed for hundreds and been in a lot in that particular regard so i'm not trying to brag i'm not trying to boast but if you get out of the service and you're not prepared for it your average veteran could be going over and struggling because maybe they weren't equipped so for me 2017 was a true transformation time not just dealing with the mess It was holistically, because I had a guy that basically challenged me when I broke my back. He said, you need to go back to a normal job, 10 to 15 hours, start over, get rid of your military career, blah, 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 blah. And I can't get out of the bed, literally, because my L4, L5, S1 just ruptured. And, you know, the doctors were funny, like, are you having numbness in your hands and your feet? I said, no. And then, like, they kept asking. I said, do you want me to have numbness and tingling in my feet and my hands? They're like, no. I said, I just can't get up. That's it. Everything feels great until I get up outside of that. I'm like, that's they're like, you make so many jokes. I said, you just see when it gets really bad in pain. I'm a joker, <laughs> totally. So, more pain, more humor. People are laughing uncontrollably, but he's like, why is he really hurting? Is he making it up? No, I just get more jokey. That's how I deal with my pain. So, long story short, I had to work through all that stuff. And I'm actually thankful for the adversity because it gave me perseverance, it gave me strength, it gave me empathy to go over and sympathy and how to go over and relate to those veterans that have gone through those trials. And also the hundreds of resources I've gone through, I can equip those veterans. So for me, I'm like, I'm not looking for specifically adversity, but I will leverage the adversity to go over and help others. I'm hoping I don't have to go through any more, but you know, I'm not dead yet. So I guess I'll be prepared. Now, there's a lot to
0: really unpack there. Um, any Everything from you were talking about having frags, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sure a lot of people, when you go back to it, they don't, may not understand what frag is. Can you quickly expre- s- explain what the frag meant in regards to what you were speaking about? Oh, And well. then there's a lot more I want to unpack when we get there, just so people are kind of... When you're That's coming so from awesome.
1: a physical side, when you're on deployment, in a sense, to what I understand as a mental health troop is that sometimes it could have been like shrapnel from a bomb or pieces of things together. When it comes from more of a mental, emotional side, it's just you're dealing with brokenness and it's not and it's straighted and shattered and everything else. It's and you don't have closure to it in that particular regard. So Like I said, my parents divorced. I was like frag in a sense. It happened, but didn't have resolution to it happening. So if you ever get hit with frag in the field or shrapnel or anything else, it just shreds you apart. And the thing is, is that it's sometimes easier just to blow up in a sense, you know, because there's an ending to it with that when people have physical frag in their lives you know from the deployments it could affect them physically pain back and forth and then you have the mental emotional side so I wasn't in the physical side of it like hey I'm getting shot I'm getting blown up I'm trying to save lives in the sense of a physical but in the sense of the mental emotional social and spiritual when working in mental health I'm dealing with the aftermath of all those things or brokenness that they walk into like I walked with somebody in Korea one time I was walking back and it was a girl because at the time I was an emotional whore. Let's just call it what it was. And I was, you know, you connect and then she connected with me and I wasn't purposely trying to do, but I'm like, I emotionally fed off people a long time for that regard. And she was like, I just went through a divorce just throwing that off. Like, but she never had resolution with it. She would just, she had it. She felt, she felt that I was trusted. And then she would bring that frag in a sense of that, this broken part of life and hasn't had healing for it, and then would bring it to me. At the time, I was naive and stupid and dumb and just gave like some piddly little words and didn't know how to deal with it. As we go over and grow and as we go over and connect, it's helping those people deal with it in that regard. It doesn't always have to be complex. It's, hey, I'm here for you. There's a term called sit in Shiva. It's a Hebrew term, if I remember correctly. Uh, It's it's it gets back to the biblical stuff. But long story short, is if somebody needs you just to sit with them and cry, they were crying. If they need to laugh and make jokes, they make jokes. If they need to go punch a wall, punch a wall. As long as it's healthy and safe, you sit with them in that regard, face to face or shoulder to shoulder or back to back on what they're going looking for, so they can get healing. Some veterans use equine therapy. Other people go over and hit the boxing bag. Some people get into entrepreneurism. Some people go over and read, meditate, pray, whatever it is, is that sometimes they need somebody to go with them. So I had those moments come in my life that people would just bring the frag on. And I'm like, now it's going over and seeing what is best to go over and empower them. And for me, it's different for everybody else. And that's what we do. You know, with my main brand, War Hero to Superhero, But also what we do with leggerty, taking your message and bring it to a global community. So as people are having FRAG in their lives, you can be there as a conduit to bring positivity to that global community.
0: And there's a few things, even just with what you said, in regards to you have an actual acronym. I saw this on um, some of the stuff that you had filled out prior to. You said mental, emotional, um, what's this, the First us?
1: Social and spiritual.
0: Social and spiritual. Yeah. So I, I wanted to point this out. Can you explain what um, the acronym is and then quickly just say it so
1: people catch it in their mind real quick? Yeah, it's called a mess inventory. This came to me. I've written a book and I've, uh, I have a couple more that I'm working on and whatnot. But as I've been helping veterans and military first responders or sometimes even entrepreneurs, you know, we focus with military veterans, first responders before here heroes, superhero legary we focus with everybody but i would start seeing this over and over again that their mess would spill out either they would have a mental issue or a block even think about the news on like things that people lock up for and they either mentally emotionally socially or spiritually act out and they carry it inside them so here's a here's a good example of my life to do mess my dad always said i loved you at the end of a conversation my love language is words that not words of affirmation and physical touch, it's acts of service and quality time. So as he's going over and loving on me in his way, now I have a mess, mentally, emotionally, socially, and spiritually, of how he showed love of me. So I don't feel love. So now I bring that brokenness into my relationship and say, I'm going to go over and do this in my mess. So I saw he mentally didn't love me, so I'm going to love people this way. But if I love people in my own love language of words, not words, affirmation, uh, quality time and acts of service, and my son is a big physical touch person, he's never going to feel love. So now I'm taking my mess, carrying that down and living the lie with me, and then I'm carrying that to another generation. So you could take it as another example. of Let's say you have an alcoholic mom or dad, I hope I'm not triggering anybody or abusive or whatever it is. And you learn this lie, but you don't know it's a lie. Like, hey, I'm not valued. I'm not worthy. I'm not whatever. That's a mess issue. You have a negative association with something. And now you're trying to fill that void. Doing a mess inventory is actually diving in deep and saying like when my marriage was on the rocks, I'm like, I'm the a-hole. I learned verbal abuse from, from the environments I was in. I was a gaslighter. I lived in the cycle of verbal abuse for seven years. And I had to go over and where did that come from? Where did that root from? So is it mental stuff that I went over and learned? Was it emotional truths loosely that I learned? Was it something social that I got that I caught? And now I'm teaching in a sense. Is it anything spiritual? Because we even have that. A lot of times we could have that. You know, someone brings a spiritual truth and then we bring in our lives or heard it from our lives or our father or mother lived it out. And then it carries in there and you're like, why am I getting negative consequences? Because you have a mess. It's not. It's something that you learned either mentally, emotionally, socially or spiritually, and you carried it in there. The inventory is going over and doing the deep lessons and asking those five levels of why to figure out, is this truth or is this a lie? And where the most amount of lies happen is this. And Dr. Robert Rome is my fantastic mentor. He's certified in DISC. He's got an awesome class coming up if you wanna check it out. Uh, it's online now, he finally went online. Thank you, Dr. Rom for going online. Yeah, so, but the really cool thing is that this formula, E over I sets the lie, I over E sets you free. The E is emotions and the I is intelligence. If I allow my emotions to dictate what I go over and do and I intellectually justify, I'm setting the lie. That's part of the mess. you know I can emotionally feel something, I bring a mental thought to it, I make the lie. I socially feel, let's say rejected by one person and then I emotionally justify, oh yeah, it's all people, then I set the lie. and I never get social people. Same thing spiritually. Someone spiritually hurt me, but it was more of my heart. it wasn't the mind part. Like in my early faith, I didn't research scriptures. I didn't research truth. I just felt it from somebody else and then did it. And if it failed, then I'd blame them. And then, so that's, then I intellectually justified. So that's setting the lie. We have to put our intelligence. Everybody doesn't matter if you have faith or not, has a God-given intelligence, spiritual being, whatever you want to call it, divine intervention. You have this intelligence that you're born with. And there's general revelation intelligence too as we go find out. When we put that on the top and then we look at our emotions as a barometer, we set ourselves free. So that's also part of the mess inventory. I think it's a model I'm gonna build. Maybe one day I still have to go shred the rest of it out and go extrapolate it. But I see it as very powerful like when I worked with some other people and they're saying like, yeah, I checked my mess and I reacted emotionally from a past hurt. And that's not a good decision to go over make." Or, hey, this... I got spiritually hurt from a long time ago and I'm making decisions out of a bad spiritual reformation. I had a veteran or two apply it. So I've been hearing and I'm like, yeah, I need to stretch this out a bit. But I see it as very powerful is when you check your mess, you're going to do better than the rest. When you don't check your mess, it's just not going to go thrive. I don't have a rhyme for it yet, but. (laughs) there. Once
0: again, there's a lot that's going on in what you're saying. And I've said it in several other podcasts before. You have to get through the mind of the emotional, um, I'm, I'm kind of explaining it differently, the different parts of your brain, you're going to go through it emotionally before you actually act on something, right? So if it's creating an emotion within you, that's what you're then going to react off of. But when you can start catching yourself, everything that you're talking about, it comes down to the inner awareness of an individual. And when you can finally have that inner awareness of yourself, you start feeling yourself maybe tense up, or maybe you start feeling yourself overwhelmed with joy. Mm-hmm. When you can sit back and say, What is creating this? That is where you start filtering all this different information. You're gathering the intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. So then you can in place this intelligence. Well, this, you do this subconsciously without actually having some type of uh, framework for it. But you, what you're speaking about is basically the framework. Um, and I, I want to stop this really quick because for those that are, are listening to this right now, um, just a quick self-promotion. We have, uh, as, as everybody knows, this is a top 10% podcast in the world, the Forging Life podcast. And right now, we are actually in uh, a off to be uh, ranked among some of the best veteran podcasts out there. So if you're listening to this right now, make sure that you actually go into the show notes. If you're checking out maybe online, social media, please make sure that you uh, either comment, tag me in this at Trey Ryder or Forging Life Podcast. So that way we can get those links over to you. And uh, we're actually in three different categories. Number one is uh, the category is educational, right? Because we don't just sit here and talk about people's mess. and you know, we turn it into messages and how you can overcome and really self-education to a better life. So that's number one. We're in the category of education. Look for forging life. Uh, the second one is the military branch of army, and the third is the overall. So make sure you guys go in and drop your votes. Uh, so that way, I think voting ends in September, and they've already had thousands of uh, interview or not interviews, uh, votes coming through. So thank you guys for those that have already put in the votes, and make sure that you keep those coming. So that being said, let's jump back into this, uh, interview with, uh, Daniel here. We were talking about, uh, the mess. And I also love the fact of, uh, how you're sitting here speaking about the mental, emotional, social and spiritual. And, uh, we talked about just kind of getting into, uh, that frame of mind and really gaining the awareness. And I know that's not the whole reason why you jumped on this podcast, but everybody likes this podcast for reasons, because it's true and it's authentic. And I have no basis of where this goes, except for um, I, I always make sure that we get into what your, your true message is for others and how you truly help others out. But um, getting back into you, you talked about uh, being a man whore, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. you, t- you talked about uh, the life or being a father, or you didn't say father, but a, a marriage was in channels right? Mm-hmm. And it- going out of the military, not transition, but a transformation. Mm-hmm. And we have all gone through those. And I- I've talked about it time and time again, from my own, and it's hard. So let's get into one, I would like to just quickly get some information or background as to why your, your uh, relationship started falling apart. And then two is the entrepreneur aspect, because, you know, I'm the same, same boat. I've been out for since 2017, I retired and Mm -hmm. I've been an entrepreneur uh, shortly after that. And it's not just, Hey, I'm jumping all in. There's a lot of learning curves Mm-hmm. So I'd love for you to potentially walk us through a couple of those. So one, um, going back to what really strained the marriage, because that might relate to people and how you got out of it. And then two, the entrepreneurship and which brings us into allegrity uh, and what you do today.
1: Yeah. So again, got married really, really quick. Um, uh, met my wife, June. 18th of 2006 was married of December 18 of 2006. I did go to premarital counseling, which went over and helped, but emotionally immature two emotionally immature people going over and getting married and then quickly having one kid and two kids and four kids in four years. And then a couple deployments and moves and everything else you just live life. And I was living and learning at the time. And, and, and I don't recommend that at all. Um, and just going through that life. So it's like deployment would come up, do these ops, go over and do this. Oh, come back home. Then you go over and you're like, your spouse is pregnant again. You're like, finances, got to figure that out. And then you go, you go over and you now you're starting to figure out about yourself, but you're figuring out the boardroom first. That's what I was doing, focusing on boardroom stuff and not focusing on bedroom stuff. The bedroom stuff would come up in a passive. It's like, Hey, we think our relationship's going fine. Hey, I'd spun up, I'd spew out my mess. Then I'd go over and do the cycle of abuse in a sense of verbal onslaught, gaslighting, then ask for forgiveness, then use sex and movies and chocolate and date nights to go over and patch the thing. Still don't do my mess. Tension goes over and builds and goes again. I had to learn this the hard way, reading the DNA of relationships. And then you read this book and you're like, damn, yay. I'm that schmuck. That was years later. So that cycle happened for like, and naively, it's not like I activated and I'm like, Hey, the DNA of abuse. Woo. I want to ride that train. No, it was like from 2006 to 2013. I just kept riding that train and my wife was very passive and then she didn't have good self-esteem and she came from an abusive environment. So I came from more of the mental side. She came more from the physical side of abuse so two imperfect people that became Christians in two different parts of life. She became an early Christian, I became a late Christian, and we really didn't have a doctorate degree in each other. We basically got an associate's, maybe GED version of ourselves to learn about ourselves, and then we go over and we do what everybody else typically did: we we live and we learn and we put more investment into the kids or more investment into the work or more investment to the entrepreneur or more investment into everything else except that. So when you get to the point of, all right, we're struggling, financial stuff, relational stuff, sex management in a sense, it wasn't even like intimacy. It was more like, hey, you horny, I'm horny or whatever. Oh, but it ain't going to happen. Mixed match, everything else. It was just a horror show. So again, it just culminates if you look at it in any divorce or devastation or not, if you retrospectively look at it back, we just do these little pivots and we think it's okay. And then we don't look at the ramifications. But if we're in a business, we do a two-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. You have an exit strategy. You plan out your death. You plan out your in taxes. You plan out your insurance. You don't plan out the legacy of your marriage. And that's what happened. I did what everybody else did you know and saying myself it's like i'm a christian my marriage should go over and survive these two things those are pillars that do help but if you don't go over and apply it internally and externally implying and it from the bedroom to the boardroom compared to just doing it from the boardroom and then you hope when i get the house when i get settled when i get my retirement when i get this then i'll go fix this stuff you're damaging your relationship a little bit and chipping it away every single day and sometimes just 20 minutes face to face, quality time, or the words I love you, or a love note, or a monthly anniversary, which now guys are going to kill me because they figure this out. And every time I go on, I'm not sure if guys are doing this or not. But initially, even a monthly anniversary goes over and helps date nights, those types of things, deposits in there, I was withdrawing massive amounts from from all the different areas. And it just culminated in 2013. And it was her birthday, so. Give me the schmuck card of the year at that particular time, June 1st of 2013. Not only is my job threatened at that time, I threatened divorce, then come home. Three hours spiritual nut kicking, which I needed. I really did. And that's when everything, and I'm a high visual guy. I just went, I'm like all seven years, all the arguments, all the conversation, the gaslighting, all those types of things, how I look like in front of my kids. I, I consider it the Lord's revelation because I was just like, there's no way I should be able to handle that much download normally. It's like, here's seven years of junk right there. But it all came in there. And I realized how I walked into it. each little snide comment, going over in words, going over and misaligning this, doing whatever, making myself look awesome and those types of things. I still have to watch myself even in 2021. It's not like I got it perfect, but it was like all those things came together. So when that happened, I'm like, I am driving this train down the stupid and she's only gonna stay because she's loyal to Jesus. And loyal to her commitment. But outside of that, and I don't mean to be rude, but typically you hear this in Catholic marriages, like the ones that stay for transactional love, but then don't have the relational side. You know, not all Catholic marriages are that way, but that's the way I remember most of them is like we stay married because of the faith, but we don't stay married because we're in love and it's a thriving relationship. So we would have had a transactional marriage, but we would have been a shamble, we would have been a facade, we would have been a mask. And that was like the reality. I'm like, I need to go through all my junk. And I'm bringing this junk each and every day. I had one realization when we were dating, but I never took that visual that I had of seeing, the sarcasm stopped, but outside of that, I was doing everything else. But 2013 was like roto of time. And I'm like, I need to go over and fix this up and ensure the grade in a sense, not in the sense of just making everything look pristine and perfect, I want to have a thriving marriage because I was wanting to do marriage ministry. And you always and you see them, these people that have marriages that shamble 15, 20, 25 years in is because they held on to the boardroom. But the boardroom should have been outpouring of the bedroom and the living room. And after I saw that, I'm like, I don't want to be that schmuck that's on stage, that's burnt out, toasty, and everything else. And everybody's marriage is going over and they're wondering why their marriage is not working in that regard. Or you have the few that you go over and help. And the reality is, is that you weren't an outpouring and a light in your bedroom, living room and boardroom to be truly poured out to transform lives. So for me, it was like, I need to root rooter everything. So it was like, I had to just start that process. So for me, it was going through my mess. I didn't know it was mess inventory at the time, but I was going through that. Like, what am I mentally bringing to the table? What am I emotionally bringing to the table? Is my parents divorce, my brother's death, the sexual molestation, which I didn't realize until years later, I was sexually molested. Until years later, am I bringing that into the table? Am I socially bringing stuff and spiritually? And if you're in a marriage, I have an extra S now because you're kind of scared now. But mess, I, I do the triple S threat because your sexuality goes and carries in there. So you might have sexual mess in there. What did you think about sex when you were a kid? What were your interactions before you came in? Those types of things. It's actually a triple S threat, but it's a long mess. So if you're not married, you don't need the other S yet. But if you are married, you have to look at your sexual mess that you go bring to the table, especially if you've had other relationships, because it's going to carry. So I had to go through that. And fortunately, my wife was my only person, and she has been. And until death, it will be. Uh, But outside of that, even my stuff from my sexual molestation, what I valued in sex and what the world has taught me and porn and all these other crazy things, I had to go through that stuff. So thats it's, it's really going over being introspective and saying, am I bringing the best in this marriage to be an outpouring in light from the bedroom to the boardroom? Or where am I putting too much focus in? And most times I'm gonna say, at least for guys, I can't say for girls because I'm not a girl, but I can say for guys, we typically go like we put a bunch of focus in the boardroom. I fix X, Y, and Z, maybe as a military member. I get up to E7, E9. I'm on the GSP side, I get to 13, 14, or I get to this certain point, I get the house, I get this, and now I'm gonna be the good husband and father. Start it today. Start it now. You can be a dollar heir or a billionaire, but guess what? The legacy of your relationship is going to carry more than the money. So I had to go get that stuff done because my business was failing me. You know, why is my message not getting out there? And it was one of those things I'm like, I have to make the message first resounding in the bedroom because there's a lot of power when your spouse is going over walking with you. And then there's a lot of power when your kids are walking inside of you. They might not understand what you're doing. But they support dad or they support mom and then you're able to then go in the battle room of the boardroom because your sanctuary is at home and then you go out to the battlefield and we tend to take the boardroom and make it a sanctuary and make the bedroom a battlefield the bedroom should never be your battlefield your bedroom should be your engeti which is your desert oasis and then your home overall is that sanctuary Also for you to give the same thing to your spouse and to your kids so they can go out to that battlefield to go love on those people. It's an outpouring of that. So taking the time to do that a little bit each and every day. This guy, Mr. Beast, he's social media, he's on YouTube. He's one of the top 100. He has nothing in the sense of content can tie to me in sense, but he's a genius in this. Change one thing in each video and do a little better. Do the same thing in your marriage. Do one thing a little bit better each and every day. You're not going to get it perfect. Maybe it's going on that awkward date night you haven't gone in a long time. Maybe it's maybe it's going over and actually getting out and looking at your spouse in the eyes for one minute a day for 30 days or whatever it is. Take those small steps. Your marriage will go over and thrive over time. You don't go from awesome teeth to horrible teeth or horrible teeth to awesome teeth just by going over and brushing once. It's cumulative. The same thing in your relationship it, it took five years to get to the point that our relationship is so dramatically changed in that particular guard but it's a little bit inch by inch is a cinch, yard by yard is hard and that's the same thing you can pour from the bedroom to the boardroom
0: you know in one of the things you were sitting as you're sitting here talking about uh being molested and there was actually an individual that is now, and I'm trying to remember what the episode was. I'm sitting here racking my brain. I wish I wasn't shooting this on my phone so I could quickly look it up. But uh, there's a previous episode and I the episode number and the name is literally slipping away from me right now. But uh, she talked about and walked us through her life of being uh, sexually abused by, by men and continually putting herself into those situations. Mm-hmm. And now she's a sexual empowerment coach for individuals. And uh, once again, I'll put this in the show notes because anytime I try to reference something, it's important that uh, I, I definitely give everybody the credit that they, they truly deserve. And what you're talking about, definitely with the, the business and the, the boardroom and the, the bedroom, and that's another self-promotion. I was gonna do this at the very end. That is exactly why I'm doing my uh, mastermind retreat. For those that are sitting here listening right now, maybe you're an entrepreneur and uh, you're trying to get your life in order, right? There's so many different areas. I, I talk about six key areas in life and part of it is business and relationship and um, spiritually and I'm not going to go through all of them, but this is a, a mastermind retreat where we sit back for approximately four days to sit back and truly hound, uh, hound nut, hone in On your business, on your relationship, spiritually, sit back and actually have a great time, health and fitness, and really have people out there. We're going to have hot seats for those that are stuck in their business or in their home to really be able to hone in on that information for you. So that way, when you leave Mastermind Retreat, you should have a great clarity and understanding of what you need to do in your next steps. Uh, throughout the next quarter. So uh, for those that are interested, make sure that you go to www.forginglife.org for its mastermind. And so um, if you're struggling in some of these areas, make sure that you reach out to us um, in regards to if you would like to be part of the four-day retreat. So um, let's let's jump into Legrity. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Uh, being the IT uh, a lot of what you do now um, came from where you were. So can you talk to us about that?
1: Yeah. So main background in the military was IT. So when I transitioned to mental health, the funny part was, is I helped people in IT. And then when I got out of the service, I did IT and that's what made money. And I even done training with contracts across the nation in IT. So the funny part was, as I was trying to unbrand myself from information technology. But I hate people struggling in IT, just like I hate people struggling in their marriage and their family and in their business. But that's also the biggest front door sometimes I have to use, especially with the men compared to the ladies, is if I get into your boardroom, in a sense, and I'm helping you thrive there, then I can help you in your bedroom. I have to work it backwards. So in that regard, I did radio, I've done social media, I've done podcasting. I want to give a shout out to Heroes Media Group that's helping me uplift the brand of War Heroes Superhero. They're fantastic. Adam Bird, awesome dude. Need to get some more episodes to you. So now you can hold me to it, Adam. Anyway, in that particular regard, it's like, I, about 18 to 24 months ago, I saw Megan Fenyo, great veteran entrepreneur, getting her I am enough message out there. And she's been doing exceedingly well consult her a little bit about books. She went in a different direction. I'm glad that she did because she's been thriving ever since, but she got on television and I was like, how did you go and do this beautiful thing called television? So I got with that company at the time and was working with them. And I had a digital TV show called War Hero Heroes Superhero. I still do, but at the time I was with them. Well, long story short, uh, there was not enough integrity legacy and global community with that business. So, and it wasn't just me, it was a bunch of other people that were having that struggle. So we decided to go over and to say, hey, how do we get this up and rolling? How do we give this to the people that are struggling? They're not getting the legacy, integrity, and global community. So as of April 18th, we forged and made legrity. So legrity is a combination of legacy and integrity with global community. So if you have a positive message out there and you want to get it to a global community, we are looking. It is blue ocean right now. So if streaming TV is the next step to going over from podcasting, you don't need to get rid of podcasting. Podcasting is an element to then bring it to the next level for digital television. And we'll teach you how to go do that. You don't have to be like, oh, I got to go do another thing and spin another wheel. No, we're going to teach you how to spin multiple wheels by doing one thing and chopping it up in multiple different ways. So the IT background is my strongest area in that regard because marketing and branding is not going on podcasts, doing IT and helping people with their relationships. That's my three main strengths. That's it. Everything else is like. So I have four powerful ladies from our online marketing team to our international business and marketing to our logistics and operations and sales and myself. So I'm the only dude on the company right now. So uh, it's very interesting to have four ladies at home in the sense of my home life. And then I have four ladies in my work life. And the husband's like, I don't know how you can handle it. I'm like, you love on everybody, <laughs> that's it. So but long story short, that's why I'm the director of IT is because of that background and everything else. So it is blue ocean time. If you're looking to get your message out there and if you're a veteran military first responder, we give an exclusive $200 discount a month for you to come on board so i very much fought for that on the board and everything else and i got it approved even if you're a mill spouse so don't be like oh, i can't come you know mill spouses can come too as long as you can prove you're a mill spouse or a first responder spouse or you know and everything else now we can't stretch it that far it can't be like healthcare workers and all these other people but these are the three main people that we give that because we really want to honor and serve our military veterans and first responders so that's what I go over and do. So I help and empower you to get your show out there. So tools like StreamYard and going over and maximizing your social media and, and teaching you how to market and do the sales and how to bring commercials in like you went over and did so seamlessly, but bring it in a digital way of a commercial instead of a, a shout out and up to card. So we teach you all those skills. So if you're ready to take your message and amplify it, and get past the noise because sometimes you get lost like we want your podcast to go over and start not everybody is a top 10% like you are or top 1% everything else I got a blessing to be on these but some of us are just getting started and we're like hey if you want to go amplify your voice come into the blue ocean we'd love to go over and do that so to complete your mission not just compete with your mission that's awesome and
0: I actually went and checked out your website. You were talking about on your website specifically uh, some of the different streaming areas. Uh, You had Roku on there, Amazon Fire Stick. um, I think it was Apple as well. And I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, you had like 50 million on Roku, like 30
1: million on Apple. And Fire was, I can't recall that. But, uh, the, to- the total amount with all 15 platforms that we stream on, we're still working negotiations with a couple of them because they're a little harder. When you try to go to Samsung and Philips and LG, they have a lot tighter uh, parameters on our app and everything else. But once we get fully all 15 on there, because this is a soft launch right now, so we want to get your voice in, and we are really amplifying. So once we get to 20 producers that have all their content ready to go, we're going to do a hard launch marketing campaign, blow the horn, toot the noise, try to get on mainstream television to get the message out there too. We're working on those things. But long story short, we have about 323 million homes that we have access to, to all the set-top devices. And then we also are on the iOS and then the Droid and the Samsung tablet. And then we're with the internet combined in our reach in 213 countries It actually reaches out to 4.1 billion. We have that much reach. And now we will go over and then amplify that by doing our social media and other marketing tactics. Uh, Currently right now, our marketing team has 22 tactics that they are working on. They build it, they get it up and rolling, and then they go to the next one and they spin that plate. So you will be marketed long-term in 22 different ways uh, to go over and to get there out there. So you're not left alone. And there's an entire community that we have on Facebook of those producers walking through all those steps and you have access to the founders asking those questions. So like Heroes Media Group was a goldmine for me in that regard in podcasting, because I was left alone. I did everything on my own and I was trying to figure it out. Now with Heroes Media Group, that's in the sense of podcasting. We wanted to do the same thing for digital television. There's a lot of people starting in it now, but you're just gonna have people just give you the platform and go. You want to have a group of people that are going to go over and support you. So if you're the gung-ho person, you just want to do it by the bootstraps, you sure can. Hey, and I'll commend you if you go over and do it. I love healthy competition. But if you want a global community with integrity and legacy and with a military veteran first responder heart and mind, then this is the place to be. And if it's not for you, then, hey, I would love to go over and empower you to you get your next step. My overall goal as, as a relationship consultant and with War Heroes Superior, that's my show, under Leggerty, I want you to go over and thrive. If you beat me, I did a great job. So if we can help you go over and outbeat me, even better. So
0: who are some great people that uh, are really taking action to really get into the digital TV space?
1: Uh, It's such a mixture of people. If you're talking about businesses, you're talking about individuals that are going over and grabbing the market. Any any of them right now? Like who
0: are you currently working with? Who is your ideal clients that you'd like to help out with in
1: regards to getting them where they need to be? So if you go over and clients, I would like to have our clients that are going there. Uh, Nerica Castaneda, uh, she does Armour Umbrella. Uh, She's a a veteran that travels and gets the message out to you. She's like one of our 4K producers. So we normally want 1080p, but we've allowed 4K now because she really has a high-end show. She works with the Vetpreneur tribe, and she goes over interviews. We're actually meeting with her this weekend. Uh, Teresa Cuddiff, uh, she does Teresa Talks. So if you want to look to get your book interviewed and your overall story to be told, she's one of our top mill spouses that has content on there. Uh, Leslie Klein, she does good vibes. So if you're in the spiritual energy uh quantum physics, those types of things, Healy's, that type of stuff. She has a great show out there, Good Vibes. Uh, we have some up and coming shows come up. The best is yet to come from Sherry Larapole Now, if you're just a person getting out there and let's say you're on YouTube and you're getting TikTok and you're going over being shadow banned or you're not getting the numbers or you can't get to that thousand to do a live or you can't get into that thousand to monetize or, hey, you want – monetization that is more positive and not in the sense of maybe neutral and negative. We want looking for those people. So we're we're looking for those people. So we're not looking for somebody that's in the SAG because they have their only, which is a screen actors guild. So that's union and everything else. Now, if you decide to decentralize certain content that you have, and you want a slate to be put on there, we're not buying slates at the time. We're giving you distribution. We're giving you marketing. We're giving you airtime. So that's the type of person I also look for. So if you're like an actor or you have film, but you're okay with it, just you paying to play in a sense, and we're helping you to play in a bigger field, but we're not looking for those type of things as a slate. So if you're like, hey, I have a $300,000 slate and I'd want you to buy our content, we'll eventually get there and do some of those things. But the majority of it is those content creators to amplify their voice. So if you're on YouTube and you're on TikTok and you're on podcasting world and you're like, this is working it's a good start and I want to complete the mission and I want to go into video, you know, because video is still not there in the podcasting work. I, work. I work with some podcasters and they're starting to get there. And it's even if you've got a podcasting app, if you've got a podcasting community and you're not, you're ready for video, but you don't want to do the work to get your people to video, we can help those people get the work done. That's another thing. We have some other podcasting companies that might go over and partner with us so they can have that video arm in that particular regard. So there's a multitude of ways. And then you don't have to worry about it. It's like, as long as you're TV 14 and below, you're basically a fit with us. If you're cussing quote unquote, like a sailor and not all sailors cuss, it's Airmen, Marines, and everybody else. But if you're cussing like that, if you're going over having nudity, you're having stuff that's rated X, that's your choice but we can't do that with our network. So uh, if I ever find a network that does that type of stuff, hey, you can. I, 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 I'll at least walk you down the steps, but I won't be helping you with that content specifically. So it just depends. I mean, that person, that, the ideal person is like this. So imagine the ideal customer. They are basically been doing it for about two to five years. They're kind of getting a small following. They're hearing about video starting. They're hearing about all these advertisements on, on Facebook that are marketing to them. And they just don't know the direction to go over and go. They're lost and confused. They still wanna stay in podcasting, but they're wanting to go test with video and they want to have a community and not to be lost. And they, and they, and they want to have something as you know, with podcasting, you, know, you have that voice and everything else, but sometimes your content might even be TV 14, but you might get shadow banned for X or Y or Z. So we want you to have a safe place that you can get your content out there and then use a, use that social media as a catalyst then to get the rest of the message out there. So, but you definitely got to be ready for video. If you're still comfortable with audio and everything else, and that's all you're wanting to do, we don't want to go over and compete with the podcasting world. We want to complete with the podcasting world. So, and we want to teach you to go over and say, Hey, I, I can do three episodes a week in the sense of podcasting and i can still do my television show and teach you how to go build that within your repertoire if you want to go over and do that or to take your current episode and then expand it a little bit and then go over and bring that to digital television or give a taste in your podcast and to have them come to your show that's the way i do it i use the three episodes a week typically now three months at a pop and then i take a month off to build up everybody's brand and build up stuff in the bedroom, living room, boardroom. And then I go really dive deep into the show so then they have like here's the taste. Now you want the main meal, come to digital TV. So you don't have to do my way of it. but this, we have one of many different ways to go over. So wherever you're at, if you just want to get your voice amplified, you really want to get in the video, you want to have a community, you're wanting to make it the next step, you're wanting more plates to be spun for more revenue opportunities and then have those advertisers come, it opens up huge video compared to audio. Like some people like the audio, but the realistic is that having multiple different revenue streams so then you can go over and thrive. We don't want you just surviving in the podcasting world, you know? And I know companies that help on the podcasting world, but let's go over and give you another revenue stream as you're working that out. But again, if you're not ready for that, don't spin, so.
0: Let me ask you, because you talked about, uh, you have your own podcast. Is that what I caught? Okay, so first and foremost, what is your podcast name in case people wanted to check that out?
1: Yeah, that's War Hero to Superhero. Uh, That's the main one. I also have a Learn and Live podcast because that's what happened to me. I kept living and learning. And Learn and Live is just going over and say short bite messages of what I've gone over and learned in my life to help you thrive from the bedroom to the boardroom. War Hero to Superhero is just an extension applied for specifically military veterans and first responders. So general message on Learn and Live, Apple, Spotify, wherever you want to find it. And then War Hero to Superhero is mainly found on social media and through the Heroes Media Group. That's the two main sources. So if you find me on social media, I'm always doing a bit and point of that uh, in that regard. So the overall always it, message is that. So.
0: If somebody wanted to check out, because you said that you also do the digital TV, right? So where can somebody go and check out uh, your stuff to get an
1: idea of what you do? Yeah, so legertymedia.com is where you find out if you're ready to start a show. If you want to go over and just test out the app. Again, this is a blue ocean. We're still accepting people in. So there's not enough to binge yet, but at least there's a taste out there. So you can go to Legerty on your iPhone, Legerty on your Droid, your Apple, your Roku, your Amazon. Uh, Android TV is still being worked, just so you know right now. Samsung, LG, those are being worked. Or you can go to TV and watch the episodes there. So then you can get a taste on what it will go and look like and the platform and everything else and then the content. So, again, it's always like... You're getting an appetizer with us when you go to social media. Or you're getting the main meal when you come in. So if you just want a little taste, go listen to the podcast War Hero Superio. If you're ready for the full meal, go to the TV, go to the apps and everything else. We really dive deep and we pack a lot in 25 minutes. So be ready for Thanksgiving. If you're not, stick with the stick with the podcast for now until you can you know, upgrade your eating to Thanksgiving eating, you know, I don't want to overwhelm you. So it's wherever you see it. And that's, that's what we continue to do is to go over and to serve you in that regard. So taste on social media and heroes, media group TV or your favorite device and download Legretty, legrity L E G R I T Y find it on your device and go over and to do that. Then you'll find the other shows that are on there. And if you're ready for space on there, come see us. That's awesome.
0: And we will have
1: that back in the show notes as
0: well. So that way, if, if you're sitting there the or doing something else, your workouts, uh, don't worry, we got you covered. It will be in the show notes. Uh, it should be a clickable link just for you. Um, as we go to wrap up, I know we've been on here quite a while. Is there any closing messages
1: you would like to, to send out there uh, before we jump off? Yeah, I, the pretty much summary I want everybody's like to do is to go over and to thrive. And if you're trying to do it the way the world teaches us, more of those trials and more of that adversity is gonna go over and come. And what I mean by that is fixing your boardroom first. That is the standard, typical way everybody does it. Please, 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 pulling your bootstraps in the boardroom will go over and break you. It broke me several different times and I've been in 70 boardrooms, literally. And I traveled across the nation working in boardrooms when I used to travel and teach. And I saw them over and over again. I beg you, I plead you to go over and look at starting at the smallest place. It's kind of like kids at home. You don't go and just throw them into a huge assignment and say like, hey, you need to go over and write a resume. I'm going to fifth grade, Dad. You know, you go over and you start small. So start in your bedroom. Take those five, 10, 15 minutes a day to invest into your spouse and then as that's pouring out you and your spouse can then pour into that living room and then when you're ready to take that boardroom legacy that boardroom dream or kazone which is a hebrew word for dream destiny vision great book by the way kazone c-h-a-z-o-w-n then you'll start seeing the thrive part i don't want you just surviving anymore one of my hashtags is thrive not survive and I want you to go over and thrive. So start in the bedroom. If you don't understand these concepts, go read Leave No Marriage Behind. That's my book. Uh, start there. Five to six pages per chapter. Choose what area you're struggling from sex to communication, wherever. Go there and start there. I tried to make it basically military proof. It's eighth grade reading level. So it's pretty actionable, tactable things. And that's the whole entire content of our show is that way. So start small go over and do that. And if you're struggling, 20 minutes free, I give to every veteran. So if you need a consultation and you're struggling in the bedroom, living room, boardroom, let's talk for 20 minutes. Then after that, if you need more services, we have an a la carte of services that we offer.
0: Okay, and where can they find you uh, in regards to one, the book? uh, If you can talk about your quick link, any places you would like to direct them, or if there's just one place you would like to direct them, um, that's perfectly fine as well.
1: Yeah, it'll be in the show notes, but I build like one of those one pagers now that you can be in like almost like a link tree. It's like superheroes.universe.com. I'll have to put that back in the chat because it, you have access to everything on me. But if you forget everything else, because in three days, if you didn't write it down and when you watch video, you retain more, but in audio and typically in three days, you're going to forget 92%. Just remember Daniel Faust or War Hero to Superhero or Allegretty you'll eventually find my face somewhere. And then you can direct message me on Facebook or on YouTube or on TikTok or whatever. If you just remember Daniel Faust or War Hero Superhero, I'll answer the mail in some capacity. If I don't answer in a couple of days, I might be dead. So please go over and at least give me three days. I mean, if I resurrect, that'd be awesome. But you know, as of right now, we love to go over and to serve you and we're building a community to then go over and do that. So as veterans and military and first responders are struggling, or if you're ready to take your media to the next level, we will have somebody go over and support you. So remember my name, remember my show, go to the podcast show notes, wherever you need to go over and to do the great thing about a digital world is you can just reference where you need to go. Use that association, something, something, even the guy that one hand claps for you, you know?
0: <laughs> whatever you need to go
1: over and do, you're more likely going to find me. I'm even on an Air Force memeology on a scooter. So if you look for like the scooter man at Dover, he'll find me somehow. So just Daniel Faust, whatever way goes over and gets your mind going. But yeah, uh, I answer the mail on almost everything on that stuff. I'm regularly looking at this stuff and I'd love to have a conversation with you. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel. And once again, Daniel
0: Faust with legrity. Uh, Be sure to go into the show notes, check it out, make sure if this pertains to you, or you're just interested in even seeing some of these different opportunities to watch TV, check it out, you get an opportunity to see what uh, the up and coming stuff is going on. And I personally, in in this Airbnb that we're staying in right now, what do we have, we have Roku. And that's what the TV, uh, the stuff that we have to be able to watch so um it's it's definitely up and coming it's becoming more pertinent uh tvs are coming out with roku and everything else now too so uh thank you so much daniel and uh for the rest of you as always make the rest of your day the best of your day thank you for taking the time and listening to this podcast if you're enjoying the forging life podcast I ask you this, take a moment and head over and rate this podcast. If you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you enjoy the most, please just take a moment. So that way it will help get this episode or episodes into the ears of somebody else. And if you would like to join the discussion, make sure you head over to the Facebook page Forging Life Podcast and join us there. (music) you <music>